Welcome back to DQP Does, the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network movie review show, where we try to figure out what movie Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando were in together. What movie was that? Dave, do you know what movie that was? Um, I don't. Russell, do you know what movie that was? Dr. Moreau's Island. The Island of Dr. Moreau? No, the sequel of Dr. Moreau's Island. No, that was Val Kilmer. And, like, some people in pre-Cats sans asshole costumes. Should have been Jack Nicholson. (laughs) (laughs) It was some Western, actually, wasn't it? Like, Missouri? It's called the Missouri Breaks. The Missouri Breaks. Uh, With me this evening uh, is my co-host, Russell. Uh, uh, Hi. And Dave. Hi, what's your name and occupation? I'm <laughs> Shane, and I'm the host of the show. Today we're going over. To <laughs> <laughs> Today we're going over our last uh, M Night Shyamalan movie. Uh, just came out in theaters a couple weeks ago. It is called Old. Uh, obviously, 2021 is PG 13. It's an hour and 48 minutes. On to the plot. Some people go to a beach resort. And then they get shown to a private beach where they all get old in a day. And some people die. Some weird shit happens and they can't get away. And then it turns out that it's a big pharma like testing ground because for some reason Bucket Big Pharma man. to do with the rocks surrounding the beach and like magnetism beneath it and the minerals in the rocks. It causes your cells to age, like, hyper-rapidly. So they, like, test medications in a day there instead of over the course of years. Uh, And then one of the families, uh, like, everyone dies except for these two kids that started off as 6 and 11, right? I think that was the age, yeah. I think that was their ages. Uh... What were their names? What were the kids' names? Um, Maddox and what was the boy's name? Trent. Trent. Uh, Maddox and Trent. They make it out and they spoil the whole thing. They go back and they're like, the little boy was going around and asking people what their names and occupations were and he found a cop and the cop was still there because they were only gone for like a fucking day. Right. And so they came, they come back and the cop's still there on vacation. And he, like, somebody had taken down the names and addresses of all these people that were there when he was there. And they, like, there's just like a scattering of like random things that people have left behind. And they found this guy's book. This is a notebook. It was a kid. And uh, as he grew older, he figured out what was going on and he wrote down everyone's name and address of the group of, pe- group of people that had come with him. Uh, so they give this to the cop and the cop like calls about it because he's like what the fuck and finds out that all these people are missing so then they start arresting people and they do like a raid basically on this big pharma testing ground in some island yeah. in the Caribbean and, and like the same exactly day yeah which is I thought the most unrealistic thing about the movie <laughs> 
everything about this movie was unrealistic <laughs> down to the way people talk to each other. <laughs> yes. Amen. I'm also, but I'm really upset we're never going to get that mid-size sedan EP. Oh my God. Uh, there's a, I don't really know anyone that was in this movie. I'm just going to list like a few of them. Uh, you've got uh, Gail Garcia Bernal as Guy. Uh, Vicky Creeps, Crips, sorry, Vicky, uh, as Prisca, uh, Rufus Sewell as Charles, like, I know him. He's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alex Wolf was age 15, Trent. Uh, Thomason McKenzie was, uh, age 16, Maddox. Uh, Abby Lee was Crystal. Nikki Amuka uh, uh, Bird was Patricia. Ken Leung, uh, was Jaren. I know him from some stuff. Um, I mean, most of these people, I haven't, I've never seen them before. Uh, Eliza Scanlon was uh, Kara, age fifteen. Aaron Pierre was mid-sized sedan. <laughs> Still upset we're not gonna get that EP from him. <laughs> oh fuck! Embeth uh, Davids was uh, adult Maddox, and Eamon Elliott was adult Trent. Well, there's more, but. M. Night Shyamalan was in it. M. Night Shyamalan was in it for a minute. He wore a lot of purple. Yeah, so like... He should. He should wear purple. He looks good in purple. Yeah. It's his color. So, I don't know, man. Like, this movie was whack. Like... I... Yeah. I mean, I like the concept of it. The idea... It was cool. Awesome. But like, for me, like, at least the first part of the movie, I, the acting just seemed really stilted to me. Oh, yeah. Like, really, it just it didn't, it kind of took me out of it a little bit. Yeah. It, it felt like improv where everyone's saying no. Yeah. Like, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> the opposite of what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, the only part that I felt like was uh, well acted was some of the more emotional scenes, which is weird. Because, like, the parts where people are just acting normally, they're, like, being weird. Yeah. Okay? And then when they're, like, oh, my God, this hugely emotional part where my character is getting all this stuff off my chest to someone, and I'm, like, having a hard time doing it and, like, crying and shit, like, was acted okay. Like, it was, none of it was good. Like, or great, I guess. Right. Some of it was okay to good. But it was, like, all the stuff where they were just trying to be normal people... It was like we were watching the aliens from Signs try to fucking act in a movie. Right. Yeah. It's like what aliens think people are. Yeah. And all I, they all they watch is like fucking dramas. So they're just like, we can cry. We can cry, but that's it. That's all we, we can yell. do. We <laughs> the longest yawn. Wow. Um <laughs> That's that's what Russell thinks about this movie. I thought there were two. Don't show I over. thought there were two great scenes that were very well acted. Yeah. Um, Let's see if the, you agree with me on this. The scene where the the primary mother and father of Trent and Maddox are... Guy and Prisca. Guy and Prisca, uh, where they're sitting on the beach and they're, they've come to terms with they're going to die on this beach. And they're just sitting there and enjoying the moment. Yes. And I, I, I thought that scene was fantastic. Um, I thought they both did a great job. One of the best um, scenes in the movie. <laughs> yeah, one I of the agree. best scenes in the movie. And then the parallel scene to that mm -hmm. after they've after they've died, uh, where the kids uh, aren't kids anymore, 
um, yeah, are they're like sitting, 35 or yeah, 40 or something. 50. 50. Well, they're by 50. the time they leave, they're 50. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, where they're sitting on the beach mm. and he asks her if they should even try. He's like, Trent says, I mean, should we even try to leave? Yeah, should we keep trying to leave? Yeah, should we keep trying to leave? And then they like sit there and then there's a little bit more dialogue and they, they, they just kind of sit there. And those those two scenes were my favorite two scenes out of the whole movie. Oh, but you skipped over how that scene ends, where they're they're just sitting there. Because then she's like, or one of them is like, "Do you want to make a sandcastle first? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they have a wonderful conversation about like, you know, do you think everyone is still a kid inside a little bit? Yeah. Or is it just because we were kids yesterday? Yeah. The, yeah, they like what the fuck? Yeah, it's like that part. Those two parts were probably the best parts of the movie. There's also another one where uh, Maddox is, I think it's the 16 year old version of Maddox, where um, right before she finds uh, Jaren's body in the water, uh, I think it's right after Midsize Sedan dies. <laughs> Rest in peace. It. Rest in peace. <laughs> like it, that name just makes me not take any of the rest of the fucking movie seriously. I'm trying to talk about an emotional scene, and the reason she's emotional is because Midsize Sedan just died. Rest in peace. What the fuck? <laughs> fuck you, M. Knight. What in the fuck? I, I think that's amazing. I loved it. I hate it so much. It's uh anyway, she's like having this emotional moment by herself basically. Um and and then she goes to like swim to like get try to get away by herself cuz she's like having a fucking nervous breakdown and she runs into Jaren's body. But the whole part before that, I thought was wonderfully acted. Yeah. Yeah. Um especially for a kid like I don't how old is she? I don't think she's if she's over 16, I don't think she's much old, older than that. Um Oh, okay. Well, never mind. She's 21, but still. Still young. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, that was you a guys, good scene, too. Since you guys are talking about the like the like best acting parts, can I talk about the most Fucking ridiculous a, acting Go parts? Go for it. Yeah. Uh, like the part where um, Trent and the one girl have a baby, Kara. Well, oh I mean, that's God, like awful acting, like awful writing, yeah. like awkward directing like that whole part was just like it was so weird what in the fuck is happening because it's supposed to be like real this like you know heavily drama tension part yeah. and the boys just cry like we're never gonna get divorced it's, it's, it's like what the fuck is going on yeah yeah i did not feel that uh scene at all um <laughs> i <laughs> leading up to the pregnancy like the pregnancy the whole thing only lasting like 15 minutes like the accuracy of what would happen in that situation i agree with as far as the writing goes um but i feel like it was treated more of a joke than it should have been and then the emotional impact that it would have wasn't really I granted the characters don't really have time like they don't have time to reconcile anything so like i get it yeah, but they deal with the deaths of like ten characters in the course of twenty four hours. Yeah, a lot of yeah. a lot so of like shit goes on. Fourteen hours, really, because like they they go from or well, it's about twenty four hours, but only for the kids. Yeah, only for Trent and Maddox. Like everyone else is dead before like sundown, except for their parents. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, I I uh, 
I don't know, I'm torn, I guess, because like I feel like the reality of it was done well because if you have two kids that become 16 years old out of nowhere and they're not related um yeah and you leave them alone <laughs> i mean that's it yeah it's probably what's gonna happen no i i don't disagree with like the thing happening but like the way it was done is like uh an interesting idea with the worst possible execution not worst possible, yeah. but pretty fucking close. Pretty, yeah, bad execution. Yeah. It made it into a, a major release in an actual theater in a movie, so, you know, it's it. they made some kind of success. Yeah, but. my <laughs> my biggest problem with this movie is how long it took any character to realize what was happening. Not the science behind it. Yeah. Like, okay, like, this thing that is happening in front of you is unbelievable, so we get, like, explain the science in a way that would work. I don't care how long you take to get to that part, but it would not take anybody. I mean, some people, yes, but you have a vast majority of characters and nobody realizes what the fuck is going on until the kids are like fucking 20. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it's they just keep saying something's happening to our kids. Something's happening to our kids. And yeah, it's a like, virus. Yeah. They're just like their minds are so blown. Yeah. Like the. And, like, I sort of understand that up to a point, but when your six-year-old turns into a 16-year-old, like, you know there's no virus that does that. Right. Yeah. You're clearly like in some kind of weird metaphysical thing that's happening. Like, yeah. people are walking down a, 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 a ravine that you previously walked through a little while ago, and they're blacking out and just, like, coming back out, punching themselves in the face. Like... Yeah. How do you not... How do you not understand what the fuck's happening? Yeah. It doesn't... It, does, it took too long... Like and even even if you're trying to portray the realism of how long it takes people to catch on to stuff, okay, but like I'm here to be entertained and watch a movie, not listen to people argue for an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah. Like I it what the fuck? Like all they did was scream at each other after they got to the beach for like ever mm -hmm. and till they all died. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, it was Yep. Pretty much. It was like bad and then it wasn't even interesting. Yeah. Like and the acting was bad. And the direct like let's talk about like how how to make a beach an interesting setting for a uh thriller. Well, it's not spinning in a circle. <laughs> um, there was a lot of spinning in a circle. Holy fuck, man. What are you doing? This <sighs> there was a lot of dumb shit that happened in this movie and yeah. i didn't really care for 99 percent of it it's not i i like the idea i like i like i like the premise of the movie but like i just i did not enjoy the execution um it it did kind of fall pretty flat. Yeah, the all of the arguing, all of the interparty arguing amongst the characters like really took me out of it cuz it's just too consistent. Like there's no breaks. It's just literally them running from one end of the beach to the other with a new thing going on yeah. and screaming about it. It's like, "Oh my god, so and so died. Oh my god, so and so's dying. Oh yeah. my god, my kids are 16 now. Oh my god, one of them's pregnant. Oh my god, the baby's dead. Oh my god, so and so else is dead." Literally for like an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. 
The most upsetting part, besides midsides and Anne, rest in peace, is the dog died. Yeah, and they spent yeah. a, like a whole ten seconds on that. Yeah, I want to know more about that dog. I don't care about the people. I know about the dog. Also, the way the baby died was stupid, and I know that that's a real thing that can happen. But um, and I get it. Oh, but the you, sudden infant death syndrome, whatever it's called. The, it's just, it died from lack of attention. Yeah, yeah, because it's it hurtling had, through its life at an yeah. unprecedented rate. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just I don't. You don't like this movie. I don't get it. Like, I don't get why he did it like this. Also, I have the I have the opposite problem with this movie than I have with a lot of movies. Um, the dialogue was like the sound engineering. Um, the dialogue was too much louder than Everything the music else. and the sound effects, which also made the arguing more annoying. Yeah, I could see that. Like, it wasn't like the sound design was bad. Um. It was just, I don't know, it was weird. Like, I also imagine that, like, filming it was hard because, like, all these waves are constantly crashing, so all right. the characters probably felt like, all the actors probably felt like they needed to scream every line. And I tried to take that into consideration, but there's plenty of movies shot on a beach. Yeah, and it's not a fucking problem. Where it, yeah, where it doesn't matter. Like the movie The Beach. <sighs> Which is, I'm sure, what he would have called this had that already been a movie. Yeah. What was that movie yeah. with Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando? Let's worry about this surgery first, and then... Okay, alright. Yeah, But but what was that movie with Jack Nicholson <laughs> and Marlon Brando? Missouri Breaks? Ah, okay. Also, Rufus was wasted on a shitty character. Did he have Alzheimer's? I don't even know. They, didn't they even said, said he had. Yeah. Go ahead, uh, sorry. No, go for it. They said at at the end they said like their uh, schizophrenia. He had like schizophrenia, but to me it seemed a lot more like he had like dementia or yeah. Alzheimer's. Well, I mean, you get you can get dementia from Alzheimer's. Yeah. But yeah. Weird. Because they mentioned like because they kind of mentioned the people's issues mm-hmm. after they've all died. It's like yeah, the schizophrenic. It's like. I didn't get that, right? Yeah, if they could have, they could have explored the issues a little more with the characters. I think. Because like the characters figured out that they were all sick, because they were like, "Well, we all have a problem," and then they started talking, and then it was like, "Wait, we were all have like a sickness or an illness." Yeah, and like the and uh, Rufus Sewell's character like didn't want to talk about it because I mean he probably knows that he has a problem and like when he started to like lose it his wife knew what was going yeah. on she was like oh no yeah the calcium witch yeah what the um, fuck that i so i did not uh, a good i did not like because it made me feel achy horrible uh is the scene where she's like crawling through the caves and she starts breaking all of her bones yeah because yeah. she has like a like osteoporosis or yeah. something <laughs> to me she looked like 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 she's turned into this creepy witch lady i was like she's the calcium witch yeah yeah she was which like i thought her character and like the way things progressed with her character made a lot of sense because like was the best character the vapid like trophy wife yes 
What the fuck? Weird, <laughs> right? <laughs> I Damn. think it was actually the best character. It wasn't mid-sized sedan. <laughs> no, he died too. He like he. Yeah, there we wasn't, didn't get to know. We him. didn't have enough to happen with mid-sized sedan. You know the guy, the the black guy with hulking muscles that got stabbed to death by a two-inch buck knife. Yeah, not his throat slit, stabbed to death. Rest on a beast. beach where you heal instantly because your cells are aging rapidly and regenerating and stuff. Yeah. This totally made sense in any way whatsoever. <laughs> <sighs> Some tells me you don't think that. No. I don't know where you would get that from. Literally biceps as big as like everyone else on that beach's thigh. Yeah. Um. But no, you got stabbed to death with a two inch buck knife. This movie. Do you yeah. want, do you have a trivia corner? I do. Do you do you have like a I I'm done with this movie. Are you really? I'm fucking. Yeah, done there's with not it. really a whole lot to talk about. I mean, I I do have one thing to say. Okay. Um, I guess. <laughs> I guess uh, if we're gonna drag it out of you. There's a whole thing that they could have explored with is. Is what's good for the individual better for the group, or what's better for the group better for the individual? Um, but it's very clear to me uh, that M Night feels one particular way. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that Fuck which that. is which is how I feel. I do think if it's good for the individual, ultimately it will be good for the group. Um, and he he he. The movie's very biased in showing you that what's uh, good for the group is not good for the individual. Um, because well, they so, all die except for the kids. Yeah. So like they they kind of like half ass phrase it that way. But like even if you were doing a good for the group idea, you wouldn't just like without telling people put them on a beach that makes them age 50 years in 24 hours. Like that's just not a thing that would happen there. Yeah. It would be like, do you want to do this? You have this crazy disease that's going to kill you anyway. Do you want to take this experimental medication and maybe die in the next two hours? Yeah. I feel like the research would have like, been like, I, they could have found volunteers. There are, there would have been people out there willing to do that instead. Just like, and I oh, and trust study me, the thing. I believe yeah. big pharma is the enemy. I do. But ultimately, this movie is just another way for it. It's like the happening. It's it's a social justice issue. Not, I guess not social justice, but it's like it's it's a it's an I mean, it issue. Is. It's a it's a hot button issue. It's a hot button issue that he's bringing up and showing you how bad it could get in one of the most unrealistic ways. Uh, do I think Big Pharma would do that if they found something like that? Hmm. Yeah, yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> but, but I there's just uh, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of potential with this story. Story which, it's is based on a graphic novel. So, well, damn it. Yes, did it who is. wrote it then? I don't remember. Was uh, that in your trivia? Is that in your trivia? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, well, that person. Let's, let's go to the trivia. Well, let's go to the trivia corner. Are we going to the trivia corner? Yeah. Let me let's put on my my waiting boots. I got new socks for the trivia corner. Good. It gets pretty sticky and wet in the corner. I call them my trivia socks. They're waterproof. <laughs> Welcome to Dave's trivia corner, where the point of this corner is for you to say, "Huh, neat." 
Dave's Trivia Corner. Dave's Trivia Corner! Corner, corner, corner. I like, I like all that we're doing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the film is an adaptation of a 2010 graphic novel by writer Pierre Oscar Levy and artist Frederick Peters called Sandcastle. Well, we're not judging Sandcastle. We're judging this movie. This movie. Maybe Sandcastle, like, takes the concept and does it, like, not incredibly poorly. Uh, when asked what inspired him to adapt the book to film, director M. Night Shyamalan explained, the book gave me the opportunity to work through a lot of anxieties I had around death and aging and things like my parents getting older. Well, I'm glad he worked through those things. I just rather he had done it in private. <laughs> Not made a movie. Uh, filmed in 2020 during the height of the global coronavirus pandemic. Did you hear about that? No, I don't think know what you're talking happened. about. Uh, cast and crew had to be tested daily for potential infections. And Night Shyamalan said of the production, the main priority was to keep everyone safe and well. Despite all of us living and working together for a period of months, nobody became sick, which was fantastic. That's good. It's wonderful. Probably because they were all secluded on a beach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the first M. Night Shyamalan film to be shot on 35mm film stock since The Last Airbender. All his projects since have been shot digitally. This is also his second adaptation. Uh, only his second adaptation. The first being The Last Airbender. Yes. He seems to be real good at those. Yeah. And yes, uh, if you're wondering, I did remember he did The Last Airbender, and I do think The Last Airbender is better than The Village. It's his third worst movie. Damn. You really hate The Village. Third worst? Yeah. The Last Airbender. So this is second worst? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is the second worst? Yeah. Old? Yeah. I like I most know. of his movies. I really Spoiler have for these three, I guess. <laughs> uh, got some more. Yeah, go for it, bud. Uh, Ken uh, Luong, Jaren, yeah. previously acted in the show Lost, which was mm. also about a mysterious island. Mm -hmm. um, also not good. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, M. Night Shyamalan was inspired by Australian New Wave films like Picnic and Hanging Rock for the freeze tag game that the kids play on the beach. The idea of kids freezing in time was meant to compare with the kids rapidly aging later in the movie. Yeah. That, that was, was a whack. good a creepy scene until I figured out what was going on where the kids just like frozen or Trent. Trent's yeah. like frozen and it just like cuts to him and the other two are running around in the background. I was like, oh my God, what's happening? Yeah. Oh, they're playing freeze tag. Yeah. He's just really good at it. He's <laughs> really good at freeze tag. I got one more. Okay. M. Night uh, said the subject matter of the film in which a group of people find themselves trapped in an isolated beach dealing with a deadly phenomenon mirrored the experience of being in lockdown and the uncertainty of the coronavirus pandemic, adding, it was strange. We were making a film that had nothing to do with the pandemic, but at the same time, it was absolutely about this fear and uncertainty we were all feeling. This fear of infection. It made us think very deeply about death, about survival, and about being in lockdown. The idea of being stuck in a situation and not being able to leave. Hmm. I, I had no... That. Okay. What? 
<laughs> I saw no correlation between this movie and the pandemic. I don't really either, but what he says. Yeah, I mean, I could see like in them making it, they could like feel that, but like yeah. the actual movie itself, no. <clears throat> but this has been Dave's Trivia Corner. Dave's Trivia Corner. Corner. Doing Dave's Trivia. I tried uh, to join. That's neat. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting there. We're getting oh, there with man. this corner. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Well, uh, are you guys ready to rate this? We're going to have, what is this, like a 15-minute episode? <laughs> it's 28. Wow. Are you guys <laughs> do some filler or something? That's <laughs> no, fine. This movie sucked. I'll work on my tight five. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna give this movie a four. Holy shit, it's worse than the Incredible Hulk. Yes, it is. Um, God, like the only thing that's good about this movie is the the just the idea of the plot. Like, not even the actual plot. Like, the idea of an island that has a beach where a group of people of researchers is like forcing people to go basically. And they age rapidly for some kind of test. Like that is really interesting and could like spawn some cool stories, but not in this case, not in this movie, not with these actors or at least this director, like this, the, the, the acting was terrible. The script wasn't great. The directing was just like lazy. Was it lazy? Just like spinning in circles and shit? Like thinking it was creepy or something? I don't know what the fuck. It was just bad. It's just bad. And like the more I think about the movie, the more I dislike it. We we came out of the theater and we talked about it for a while. And I was like, it was okay. It was okay. And now I'm like sitting here thinking about it like, no, that movie was fucking dog shit. <laughs> dog shit apparently gets a four. Russell? Um, so since we've already spoiled the good bit about the movie, which is, you know, what's happening to them, uh, don't go to theaters and watch this, uh, wait for it to come out. I, I think it's worth watching, um, just cause you never know if you're going to enjoy it, if you're going to have fun with it, if you're going to like it. Um, we did not. I did not. We haven't got to Dave yet. That's but, me. I'm Dave. <laughs> but I, uh. I would have, I, 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 you know, I watched it for free because Shane's a nice guy. Um, Aww, you owe me seven bucks. Oh, I owe him seven dollars. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> I would have, I, I, I would recommend if you're going to watch it, watch it from the comfort of your home after it comes out to rent, not for $20, uh, but for five, five ninety nine, whatever the fucking price is. Um, Wait until it's like three ninety nine, <laughs> two ninety nine. Uh, that's that's the only way I can recommend watching this movie. Um, One dollar, Bob. <laughs> but it's it's not. I didn't hate it so much that I wouldn't recommend watching it. But you're gonna have to be a particular type of person to like this movie. Yeah. Um. Uh, I did not. Uh, I'm also gonna. I'm gonna rate. I'm gonna rate it a four. Also. Um. It's not very good. I'm sure if we watched The Village, it'd get a one. Damn. I feel like we, you, as much as you talk about The Village, we should watch The Village. 
I didn't want to put it on the list because I didn't want to watch it again. Fair, fair enough. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Will I watch it again? I mean, yeah, probably if I need to, but uh, I don't really want to. Um, We're going to strap you down like fucking Clockwork Orange style and make you watch it. Yeah. in your eye. That sounds terrible. And we're gonna sounds drink, very Kubrick of you. We're going to drink weird milk. Yep. Ugh, gross milk. But it's milk with drugs in it, so... <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. Fucking fuck this movie. <laughs> I'm sorry, M Night. I'm sorry. Damn. I just don't I don't get it or something. Like I don't uh, go ahead, Dave. I'm just gonna groan for two minutes. <laughs> All right. Well, um I'm still trying to figure out what that movie was with Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando. Missouri breaks. That's it. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, kind of the same as both these guys. <laughs> I didn't hate it as much as Shane or you guys. I it was a cool concept. I found myself kind of engaged. I didn't get bored. I got irritated. Yeah, but also I look at movies a little different because yeah. I love bad movies. And there's parts to this where it took me out of like the seriousness that he wanted and into like, mm. this is a bad movie. Like the part where she's, you know, he's screaming about his, you know, I'm, we're never getting a divorce, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> we're better than you. Like, I was just like, wow, it took me, it took me out of that scene. I didn't feel anything, but I'm like, ah, that's funny. Yeah. And then like the part where, um, uh, midsize sedan, and uh, the one lady, uh-huh. where like they mentioned like age and how they haven't like seemed to have aged at all. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he's like the one time people wish they were black. <laughs> yeah, yes. that was that, that, that was, was funny. funny. <laughs> that took me. It didn't seem like his character. No, not at all. But it was like okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, just some like random camp. Yeah, in it. Yeah. So, but he wanted to make a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I don't know. I assume, uh, but I did like the concept. Like I said, it was kind of it was kind of cool. There was parts yeah. where, like, oh, this is I like this a lot, right? But uh, I just I couldn't get over the acting, and like some of the acting just took me out of the scene. Just like it almost felt like M Night was a robot and didn't didn't know how people acted. Yeah, like let's just have this kid go, "Hi, what's your name and occupation?" to yeah. everyone. That'll be a plot hook later. But um, I'm going to give it a five. Okay. So I liked it better than you guys. But not a lot. But not a lot. <laughs> um, but I agree with Russell. Like, yeah. watch it. Maybe not go to the theaters. Yeah. Unless you're going to theaters with, with fun pals like I went to. Yeah. I mean, like, I had a good time because I went with you guys. But, like, I wish we had seen, like, Candyman or something. Uh, or free guy, or free yeah. guy. I would that would have like been hilarious. I would love to see both those movies with you guys. I okay. also, so we went to the theaters uh-huh. and like a theater across the street. We could have watched the Glenn Danzig movie that showed for one day. We could have watched that. You know what I said? You have to be a particular type of person to enjoy this movie. Yeah, Dave. I think for some movies, you're that particular type of person. 
I think lighten. you're trying to be insulting, but okay, to I'll take it. No, that's, I don't mean it insultingly. Yeah. Just mean it like if you want me to watch a movie, don't spin it to me if it's the newest Glenn Danzig movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was, that was more of a joke, but we should watch that because it looks hilarious. Uh, it's vampires in the Wild West. A vampire western does sound interesting. Yeah, it's called Death Rider in the House of Vampires. If you want to check it out. Yeah, if you guys like uh, indie campy movies, that's probably right up your alley. It's got my boy in it, Danny Trejo. Yeah, Danny Trejo. Oh, it's in got it. Danny Trejo in it. Yeah. See, lead with that. It's got There's, Danny Trejo in it. We could watch the new Danny Trejo it. movie. I don't care if he's not a main character. Just tell he's, me he's in it. He's probably gonna die in it because every movie he's in, he dies. Dude, I will watch anything Danny machete? Trejo is in. He doesn't die in Machete or Machete Kills. Yeah. But like any other movie he's in, yeah, he dies. yeah, yeah. He's got that Sean Bean syndrome. Yep. <clears throat> All but, right, but yeah, I give it a five. Oh, I was gonna say about the kid walking around and asking people what their name and occupation was. It felt like to me at the beginning of the movie. This is another reason I didn't like this movie is because in in uh, inconsistent characterization. Partially because there's like four actors that play a couple of the characters. At the beginning of the movie. Trent is walking around and the way Trent acts is almost like he is like super high functioning autistic. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end of the movie, he's just a regular guy. Yeah. Yeah. And like halfway through the movie, he just turns into a regular guy. Like M Knight or whoever wrote the script just didn't know how kids acted and just like was like, yeah, it's like this, like me. And then they turn into regular folks. Yeah. But I'm not a regular person. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And then it's in in uh, inconsistent characterization across a whole hour and forty eight minute movie, just fucking horrible. From my understanding, which I didn't say earlier because I thought it would be in the trivia corner, uh, and I didn't want to step on any toes, specifically Dave's toes. Oh, you can step on me anytime, buddy. And he goes, "Oh," and I'm like, "Oh, did you have trivia?" And he's like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Oh, sorry." Uh, <laughs> Oops. But um, something that I thought, from my understanding, I have not read the graphic novel Sandcastles, but from the breakdown of something I read about old is that the book, so Sandcastles isn't about the people that we've seen in the movie, but Sandcastles is about who wrote the book in the movie. Okay, yeah. And like the previous experience of those people on the island. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how that translates I don't know if the graphic novel is good but I thought that, that was interesting I kind of hope that that's the way it was spun because that would be a story coming off of a story instead of a direct adaptation of that's it. cool I like that kind of adaptation because then it's like more like a sequel in a different medium yeah um, as opposed to hey I want to use the name of your characters but I'm going to change everything about it cool yeah I just like making money <laughs> Anyway, uh, that's going to do it for this episode of DQP Does. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and hit us up. DraftyQ at gmail.com. Uh, this week we went over old. It was our final M. Night Shyamalan movie. And now we are going to move on to uh, Greener Pastures with the two Marvel movies that have come out this year. Uh 
Black Widow and Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi. I don't know. There was a weird fucking Instagram ad that said it was Shang-Chi. If it is, okay, I'm sorry. I've been saying Shang-Chi since I knew who this character was. Yeah. Whenever the first time I met him in a comic, I don't remember. I don't remember the first time I read a, anything about Shang-Chi. <laughs> I don't either. It's been a while. Like, I, I obviously, uh, you know, didn't read original stuff, old stuff. And it wasn't, like, one of the characters I followed when I was a kid. But, like, I mean, he's in a lot of the Avengers stuff from the early 2000s and shit. Yeah. I just don't, I don't remember. But anyway, that's what we're going to be doing next. And then after that, we've got uh, some Halloween movies that we're going to go through. So let, let's look forward to some MCU shit and some spoopy shit. I'm so excited for both. Spooper. Yeah, I love Spoopy. And I love the MCU. So we're going to have a much better time going forward, I hope, the next few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day. Yeah. How would you feel if a 50-year-old man called and said he was your six-year-old nephew? That's a good one. I was just saying, we were just playing. I got a little fat. This has been a production of the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network.